What's up, everybody? It's Jason Jones with your latest edition of Post 82 of the Throne Room Breakdown. Friday night, Kings knock off the Miami Heat 105-97. It's their fifth win in the last seven games. Uh, shorthanded Miami Heat team, kind of a perfect time to catch a team like the Heat slipping right after the trade deadline. Combination of injuries and guys just not being available because of the trade helped the Kings out. Jimmy Butler is out with a with the uh, right shoulder strain. Tyler Hero didn't play with right ankle soreness. And then, you know, no Jay Crowder yet. No Solomon Hill, no Andre Godala, and Miles Leonard. Myers Leonard is also injured with the uh, sprained left ankle. So, even with all that said, you know, given how this Kings team has played this year, that didn't necessarily mean they were going to win the game. And they came out. Defense was, was thought was solid. Held Miami to 44.2% shooting. The Kings hit 19 of 44 threes. Good high rate. You know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Buddy Hill, De'Aaron Fox, Nemanja Bialica all had solid games. Harry Giles had a good, you know, solid showing in 14 minutes. 5 of 5 from the field for uh, 10 points. Uh, Bogey led the team with 23 points. Fox had 16 points, 8 assists. Buddy had 20 points. No, sorry, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists off the bench. Kings had 29 assists on 40 made baskets. So, good ball movement, good shots uh, all around. I thought it was a good all-around effort for the Kings. But, really what, uh, just, I check my timeline before I do these. Kind of get a pulse for what people are talking about. It's not a, you know, a scientific survey, you know, just by any stretch. It's kind of curious sometimes to see what people are talking about. And the real, the big question really was, why isn't Harry Giles playing more? Or why didn't Harry play more against the Heat? Again, it run down Harry's numbers for you from, uh, from uh, the game. Five for five shooting. No foul. No, that one foul. And then it's always a big question with Harry. It's for 10.5 rebounds. Didn't have an assist, but he didn't play a, you know, an awful lot. He had a steal. You know, if you want to do plus minus, even that, he was a plus one. But what happened last uh, against the uh, Heat last night was essentially was, what you heard from Luke Walton post game was that he, uh, no, the Heat use zone defense probably more than any team in the NBA, or, or maybe it's confirmed they do use it more than, uh, you know, as far as the amount of zone they play. So, he wanted Nemanja Bielitsa to play a lot of the backup five minutes, and Belly was playing well. So, I think that impacted the decision um, in terms of minutes. Belly had 15 points, eight assists, six rebounds. So, I mean, it wasn't like Belly was playing bad, and, and against that zone, Luke wanted another uh, facilitator, which we know Harry can do. He can pass, but also he wanted a, another shooter. A floor spacer, which is obviously going to be Belly's strength compared to Harry. And there was some stuff out there about Harry, about Harry being on a minute restriction because of his knees. Uh, that's not true. It's incorrect. Don't know where that came from, but sometimes you got to correct things once they get to the internet. Just because, hey, some people believe it's on the internet. It's true. So, just want. Um, so, back to the big question is, why isn't Harry playing more? 
that was the reason last night, and just looking at his minutes over the last, ooh, over the season, Harry has played more than 20 minutes one time. That was uh, uh, fr- Friday, January 24th at Chicago. On, on the year, Harry is averaging 11.4 minutes per game. So, I've gotten some questions on there about, you know, why hasn't the media pressed Luke about why Harry didn't play more in? I'll give you a little insight into sometimes how things are going after a game in terms of the media questions and whatnot and how things get asked. Generally, you get the microphone, you get one question, maybe you can squeeze two in, and... Oh, I get it. There are people who were Kings fans, and there are people who were Harry fans. And believe it or not, when we go in there to ask questions, we're not going in there with an agenda, or we're not, you know, have a thing where, like, well, why didn't Harry play? I mean, given how the game went, how well everyone played, honestly, when you walk into the press room, our first thought isn't necessarily, why didn't Harry play more, or why didn't that guy play more, or... Especially after a win. I mean, the team won the game. So, that's going to maybe, you know, influence what's on your mind. And before we could even, anyone even asked about, you know, selling minutes at the center spot, Luke Walton explained why he went the way he did with the center minutes. And, like I said, given how the team was playing, it made sense that maybe Bully played more in that spot than intended to begin the game just because he was playing well and it wasn't a slighted Harry more so than it was just the flow of the game and then someone asked well what about last week against the Lakers when Eric Mika ended up playing like two more minutes than Harry uh good one uh didn't ask Luke about that I think the if I remember correctly it was more of just the flow of the game and it was more. It wasn't a deliberate thing. It just it just kind of happened that way. So the it's it's a it's a kind of the great mystery right now amongst a lot of fans is why can't they see more Harry, especially with Rashawn Holmes still out. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But from everything I've gathered from the Kings, that just we run it down. Harry is healthy. They like what Harry's doing. They like his work, but. Just the way the the team has a tendency or a preference at times to play small and try to get shooters and scorers on the court. And this Harry doesn't fit the bill as a shooter scorer. So I, I know it's not going to placate a lot of people. No, I'm not caping for the coach or coaching staff. I'm just giving you an explanation as to why things are the way they are. So I know that's not going to make a lot of people happy, but it's... You know, uh, and the member of the media, we're really not on a, hey, Luke, why don't you play this guy campaign? You know, we cover the entire team, and I think it'd be different if the team wasn't 5-2 and two over the last seven. It'd be like, you know, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? What are you doing? But if you're having success, it's kind of hard to argue with, with the success. So, I think Saturday night against the Spurs, the team that plays uh, Aldridge, quite a bit maybe you'll see more Harry just against you know even though he'll be at a size disadvantage maybe you'll see more of him there 
don't know, but I don't think there's a conspiracy against Harry. I don't think, as people have said, that the Kings are trying to bring his value down on purpose. I think the Kings did that on their own, but they didn't pick up his option for next season. So, as much as everyone likes Harry, in my opinion, I think the Kings kind of showed you what they thought of Harry long-term by not picking up his option. Yeah, they might like him, but they're clearly, they you know, when it was time to make a decision, they weren't committed to him beyond this season, so... We'll see where this thing goes, and maybe Harry will get more run against the Spurs and maybe going into the road trip at Milwaukee, at Dallas. Maybe he'll get some more run then because it's not clear when Rashawn Holmes will be available. And I just not, I'm not going to play the, <laughs> the conspiracy theory game. I really don't think the Kings are that deep into trying to suppress the value of Harry Giles. I mean, this is the NBA. Everyone has film. Everyone knows what Harry can do. You don't have to not play him to suppress his value for any reason. So, but I'm, I'm also not the big conspiracy person. But before we get out of here, I want to touch on the injury situation with Rashawn Holmes. As you might remember, on Wednesday, Rashawn practiced. You know, but it was more a matter of okay, let's see how you feel the next day. So Rashawn did practice. Thursday. We find out from Coach Walton that essentially Rashawn was only able to go for about 20% of practice on Thursday, and that was all non-contact with the shoulder soreness. So from that point on, you know, on Wednesday there was hope he was going to play on Friday, and so you know that this is like the second week in a row or beyond where there was hope he was going to play. If you remember the uh, five-game road trip in January, there was hope he would play at the end of that trip, which would have been in you know maybe Chicago or or Minnesota, that didn't happen. So, actually, we're a couple of weeks beyond hoping he was going to play. And I'm going to read to you the Sacramento Kings medical medical release media update on Rashawn Holmes and let you try to decipher for yourself what's going on with Rashawn. It says, quote, Kings forward Rashawn Holmes, who has missed the last 14 games with an injury to the right shoulder joint, has been integrated into modified team practice this week portions of which included contact. He's experienced continued soreness in his shoulder and will remain on his progression towards full contact basketball activities. His return to game action will be updated as appropriate. End quote. So basically, uh, let's break that down for people who are curious. He has a right shoulder joint injury. The specifics we don't have. So then, uh, you know, I can't... We did trust people have asked what the specifics are. We don't know the specifics. It's just a right shoulder joint injury. We don't know what that means. And he did practice this week. But his shoulder is still sore. And there's no timetable for his return. So, that is your latest we don't know what's going on injury update. For people who want to be frustrated, I don't know what to tell you. Just because don't think the questions have not been asked. We can only report to you the information we're given. And it's not like, and I, what I have learned in my years in this business is that it's it's tricky asking a player to about an injury because I've had players just be wrong because they don't know the terminology. And that can be tricky. So we, in this one, you try to rely on the team to describe the injury. And we haven't talked to Rashawn outside of when he talked on Wednesday. And, and I, I don't think it would be fair to ask Rashawn to break down his shoulder injury anyway. So. That's the latest with Rashawn. That's, I mean, the best explanation I can give you at this point on Harry. I'm pretty sure since, you know, 
well, there will be more questions, to, you know, Saturday about what's going on with Harry. Will he play more? And I will add this to the Harry thing. Uh, one thing that uh, Luke said in Chicago was that as long as Harry is engaged defensively and playing well defensively, he would get plenty of minutes. And, you know, maybe that's a reason. You know, I know don't, don't get mad at me. I don't want you to say, oh, we're just making excuses for Luke. I'm just pointing out that maybe that's a reason why he hasn't played as much. I don't know. We'll ask that. You know, we can try to get to the bottom of it for the people who really want to know. So, pretty much all I got for everyone. Uh, I said again. Kings win 105-97 over the Miami Heat. But the big question, of course, is where's Harry? We want more minutes for Harry. So maybe Harry will top 20 minutes or more against the Spurs. We shall see. So everyone take care out there. Be good. And we'll catch up with you after the Spurs game. All right. Take care. Bye.